Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Obviously, massive, massive news in the sports media and sports world with Tom Brady and, and Fox announcing a deal for when Tom retires. A 10-year deal for Tom Brady in the Fox booth as their lead analyst. So Andrew Marshan from the New York Post, who broke the financials on that, joins us. Marshan was booked before Tuesday when the deal came about. So great timing that we get Andrew's perspective on all this. And we also, we, it's not just a conversation about Brady. We get into uh, a lot of layers of the Brady story, but then also some other sports media topics, um, what Amazon's doing with their NFL coverage, um, what's going on with Good Morning Football, looking for a replacement for Kay Adams, Kentucky Derby ratings, uh, F1 becoming a big deal here in the United States. So a lot of topics with Andrew, but obviously heavy on Brady. And then following that conversation, Sal Licata, train of thoughts with uh, our weekly segment there with Sal. So that's what's coming up before we get to it. Quick reminder, last week, Katie Nolan was on the podcast. Two weeks ago, Ryan Rosillo. Three weeks ago, Kenny Smith. If you missed any of those interviews, go into the archives and check them out. And if you can subscribe to this SI Media Podcast, that would be wonderful. And even better would be reviewing it. And then I'll read uh, some of those reviews on the pod on one of these episodes. All right, let's get to it. Andrew Marshan, followed by Train of Thoughts with Salicata right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, SI Media Podcast regular and not to pat myself on the back, but how smart was I to text you on Monday to see if you can come on this week when we got the bombshell on Tuesday that Tom Brady is joining Fox. He is Andrew Marshan from the New York Post and the Marshan and Oran podcast. Andrew, how are you? I'm well, Jimmy. Thanks for having me on. 
my pleasure. I was, I was going through the archives and I saw that you hadn't been on since February. And we had a good run here on the pod with guests. We had Katie Nolan last week, Ryan Rosillo two weeks ago, Kenny Smith, Ian Eagle. I said, I think it's time for like a little state of the sports media world. Let me reach out to Andrew. That was on Monday. And now here we are with Tom Brady at Fox. So there's a lot of angles here. Let me start with this. Well, let's start with this. You came out 10 years, 375 million, and Fox said not accurate. It didn't name you specifically, but, um, and I know you push back on that, but push back on it here. How, how uh, confident are you that that number is accurate? <clears throat> yeah, it's 10 years and $375 million um, is the total uh, of the uh, deal with Brady and Fox. Um, if you read their statement, uh, you know, like here's the thing. So they put out their statement. Obviously, I talked to them. They gave no guidance of what's wrong, right? So um, right. I'm trying to disprove something. I don't know what I'm disproving. Um, obviously, you never want a statement like that, um, but it happens, right? And they're, you know, there's particulars in reporting. Um, but when I read the statement, there's nothing about the, it doesn't say the figures are wrong. Now, there are different numbers out there, so whatever. But I think they're talking about my number um, right. or my my reporting, perhaps. Um, I think... Again, I, I don't know for sure what their uh, contention is, but I do think that the story has taken on that it's $37.5 million to be uh, an analyst and there is the ambassador role. And, you know, they did keep this very tight. And so there are things that Brady could be doing to help Fox that will make that money, that number um, make even more sense. You could argue it makes sense now. I mean, we could get into that you know, later, but, but, um, but I think that's where it is. So yeah, I can't really go to exactly what they're speaking of. Um, but, uh, the, the number is, you know, that's what I, I have three sources on that. Um, and so, uh, at 10 and 375. So I brought the money first, cause I want to get it out of the way because unlike most people, I don't really care about the money or get as wrapped up into it as everyone else. I mean, I don't see how you can worry about what athletes celebrities movie stars what they're if you're the average joe like us like wh whatever 200 million 375 what, what's the difference i will say for people who are who are outraged by the salary one this is not exactly going to like break the bank here for fox they can afford it and as we've discussed before with romo and the others aikman and buck when you pay what these networks are paying for the nfl contract Paying an announcer this kind of money is not totally insane. Um, I had someone prominent, you know, explain it to me like, you know, if you buy something fancy, you know, let's say you buy a mansion, you're not going to fill it up with furniture from Walmart. No disrespect to anyone who has Walmart furniture. I'm not making fun of people. With it. I'm just saying if you buy a mansion, usually then you buy expensive furniture to put in the mansion. So if you're spending billions on an NFL contract, it's not that outlandish that you would spend that kind of money to get the greatest quarterback of all time and someone who has now crossed over into Celebrityville to be your announcer. And as Fox stated, an ambassador, which I think will be a big part of this. So two things there. Number one, uh, yeah, I mean, that's agent talk and it's worked and we see where the salaries are, right? You're paying this many billions. So what's another $20 million a year uh, for certain people? Uh, then Tony Romo happened. Remember, Tony Romo's first contract was for three years and around $10 million. 
His second contract was 10 years and $180 million with CBS. Uh, they had the pressure of ESPN uh, not being able to figure out a booth, which is where all this kind of emanates from ESPN's inability to, to be satisfied with their Monday night booth. Um, then this is where the, to me, where the argument of you have to pay these people. If you want Tom Brady, this is what it costs. Right. That's the cost of doing business. He's made $300 million um, playing, $300 million plus. His wife is a supermodel. Maybe I think that she makes the most of any supermodel, whatever, ever or something. And then he can do others. He has other businesses, right? And that, getting back to that other first discussion too, that, that could be maybe there are there's some kind of something else where there's a business aspect to this deal uh, that they didn't reveal. Um, but that's not necessarily wrong. I mean, they didn't reveal that. But anyway, uh, getting back to the topic. So if you want Tom Brady, this is the, this is what it costs to get Tom Brady to, to travel every weekend if he, you know, and 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 do these games. hundred uh, um, percent. Now, one one area where the money it does come into play and is interesting to me. Um, and it's sort of a two part thing here. I, I had Troy Aikman on the SI Media pod in the midst of all this and well, not in the midst of all this, after he had left Fox and joined ESPN. And he said he thought maybe Fox letting him go was sort of them trying to do a market correction on the announcers. Clearly, that theory cannot be more wrong based on what happened on Tuesday. And then your podcast partner, John Oran, came out with a tweet um, a few hours after the announcement that Fox started negotiating with Brady around the time Troy was negotiating with Amazon to possibly go there for Thursday night. Now, I wrote in my column on Tuesday, no proof speculation, but to me, that comes off as Fox was pissed that Troy was dancing with Amazon. Uh, how off is my theory, do you think? No, your theory is correct. I mean, John's right. talked about it a lot on our podcast um, as well, that you know Fox was mad. I've heard that similar thing. I mean, you've been talking to people since the deal went down. I mean, this is definitely, um, you know, there's a feeling, I don't know this for like a hundred percent. That's like, Hey, this is a screw you, Troy kind of thing. You want to leave, complain about how we treated you dance, um, on your way out about maybe going to Amazon and ending up at ESPN. Um, acting as if, you know, you didn't, we didn't treat you well, uh, for 20 years if you're Fox. Um, and, now they get Tom Brady. Um, now, I don't like, look, I've heard this, right? Like, this is one of the things you hear a lot of different things. Uh, you brought it up. I So can I say that's 100% like that's what they were thinking and that's what they did? I can't tell you that. Right. Um, but th that definitely is in the um, <clears throat> ecosystem of sports media talk. And, and what I would, I would say one thing in Troy's defense, because he did a bunch of interviews, did a couple with me included, other pods as well. And I don't recall him ever saying he wanted to or planned on or would leave Fox for Amazon. What he had said many times was he would do both or, you know, and maybe come up with a hybrid package where he's doing Thursday night Amazon and 425 Fox on Sundays. Now, I could see that's still pissing off Fox, but I never really heard Troy out and out say, like, I'm going to leave, you know, for the most money or something like that. And I do think in Troy's defense as well. He needed to get closer to Romo money just because that's what you do if you're in that class. So it does seem like a little bit of a over. I don't know. Maybe Fox is being a little overly. Yeah, sensitive. I mean, I think there might be more behind the scenes that we don't right. know. Um, right. And so uh, you have to factor that in. Um, but, 
Yeah, I, I would say this. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm not really taking a stand on this, like, mm -hmm. you know, Fox side or Troy side here. But if let's say I did an interview for a column about Jimmy Trina and in the interview, you said, you know what? I may go right for ESPN.com. Uh, you know, I'm already talking to them. I, you know, I'm not sure SI would be like, oh, that's cool. All right, Jimmy. You know, right. again, I, it's uh, you know a little different. Troy Aikman, it is public. There are reports about it. He is doing these podcasts um, and he was open and honest. And so, you know, in some right. regards, I could say, you know what? Troy's just being open and honest. We ask everyone else to be honest. He's an analyst. This is his job. And bottom line is, um, you know, that that's what he did. Uh, but I, I can see Fox also being like, what the heck, man? You've been here for 20 years. Why are you going to talking to, about where you might go next? But the other issue, too, I don't want to come off as just, a, a, a you know, the defender of Troy, but also but too late, too, Jimmy, just the record. Yeah. Too late. Too, yeah. But his contract was up. Well, yes. I mean, but they also he, he negotiated an opt out. Right. He had an opt out. He could he, if he didn't want to do Thursday nights, right. he could have opted out of Thursday nights to give him um to get him to to continue to do thursday night at least that was what the yeah. leverage was they gave him a four-year extension and they gave him an opt-out after this season this you know just ended so they gave him an extension but then he could go try to get more money on the open market and he did right. and he that's his right like good for him he got 18 million dollars a year that's a great deal he's gonna do monday night football he gets a super bowl um and it turned out he got to work with joe buck uh who he wanted to i mean that yeah. that part of it though I mean, he wanted to work with Joe Buck so badly, he, he was leaving. So, I mean, he yeah. would work with Al Michaels most likely. It, 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 listen, it worked out 100% for Troy. He has nothing to be upset about. I, I, But it does seem like, you know, just because he said in an interview, you know, he was talking to Am. I think it had leaked it. You probably leaked it anyway. I mean, it was out there. Yeah, already bro yeah I think I've yeah. already said that. You know, I, I'd written Amazon and Aikman right. a while back. Um, I give him credit for not lying about it and saying, you know, listen, this is what's yeah, going I think, on. Like, look, I think a lot of it, there's, there's probably more to it, right? Like there's things that, yeah, uh, I agree. That, I agree. You know, that we don't know on the interpersonal level, but from both sides, like I've heard and things I, from both sides where yeah. there is disappointment um, in some things that happen maybe behind the scenes. Yeah. And I do think, and you had written this in the past couple of days and I, you were dead on hundred percent, you know, Fox does have, you know, if you can say Tom Brady is working for you, Tom Brady's part of your company. You can trot Tom Brady out at various things. You know, his appeal is bigger than anyone else's. So in the, in, in the NFL. So I get it from that, that standpoint from Fox. I mean, Tom Brady, Brady's a no brainer, right? There's right, two guys right. who are basically no brainers. It's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and, you know, Peyton and Tom Manning's more than Peyton. Yes, now he's five years out of the league. Yeah. He's considered by many, not by me necessarily, even though he's great. Greatest career ever. I don't know if he's the greatest quarterback ever, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, we're not, not our specialty. Into that. Um, but he he's he's I mean, he's great, right? And he's the best yeah. champion. And he's probably at this point, you have to say the closest thing to Michael Jordan there is in sports, at least for the last like for our lifetimes. Yeah. Um well LeBron too. Um right. so uh yeah maybe tiger tiger whatever right so we're getting to a sports sorry sports media back back to it so but yeah if you can get look if you think about it what is tom brady worth and and let's just say he's good and likes it i mean this could be like an all-time home run right. now do i think he could be very good i do i think that's possible um i also think he might be like yeah i'll do this for a few years and then something better is going to come along because i do think like the dolphins thing where he would have gone to miami and had some part ownership and played for them. I think that was real uh, from people, not only oh, from obviously other people have reported okay. that, but 
from people that I talk to who have, you know, some access. I, again, how real? I think that legit smoke, legit fire, um, and then it was extinguished. Um, now, would it have happened? You know, again, I don't cover the NFL. I think Tampa had his rights, and there's a lot of things that had to go on. But I think that was legit. So you think about Brady's mindset. He was thinking about maybe going to run a team. Now he's going to call games. So it seems like he's trying to figure out what his post-playing career is going to look like. And now he has this huge contract in his pocket. But that doesn't mean he necessarily has to do 10 years. I mean, maybe he'll love it. Maybe this is the best thing he has. But could something else come along and, and you could do both things. Cause the other thing about this job, it's five months, really. I mean, right. when you think about right. it, it's five months that these guys are making this money. Uh, and obviously he's going to be an ambassador. So there'll probably be some sponsorship things here and there, but like, it's not a full time five days a week job. Um, right. So, um, and you know, he'll probably jet in. There's a chance, you know, when he does it, he could, private jet in day of game. Some guys do that. Uh, these top guys and then jet I, out day of games. I'd be surprised. Cause I do think he's going to, his personality is he will give it his all and go 100. Well, I'm not saying not give it at all with that. I'm saying like, you know, you but I'm do saying stuff on be, Zoom. They you do the, the meetings the day before. I think he's going to want to have some chemistry with Burkhardt and, and Aaron if Andrews. He's smart, he'll do that. If yeah, he's smart, yeah. he will, in my opinion, if you want to be good. Because the one thing is that it's harder than people think. Like we keep, we, you know, and, uh, you know, everyone now on social and everywhere has an opinion on every, you know, sports uh, caster and analyst. Um but uh, but it's harder than than people think to actually be in that booth. A lot's going on, and a lot depends on Burkhart. Burkhart is excellent, in my opinion, and 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 he'll help um he'll help Brady a lot. Right, absolutely, I agree. Everything there. Um, the other aspect of this now is what does Fox do until he retires? You seem, based on what I've seen from you, you seem pretty strong that they'll they'll put Greg Olson in that spot until Brady retires, which. I'm not sure if I'm Greg Olson, how I how much I appreciate that. But what are you hearing on that? Yeah, look, if I'm Greg Olson, I run to that job. I have, a, you know, I talked to a lot of friends, you know, and they have work things like not counting. This is one of my favorite sayings, not counting, you know, obviously death or sickness or something awful. But usually the worst thing that happens to you in like your career is a lot of times the best thing. Right. And so to me, this actually creates an opportunity for Olson. He goes in there. He gets a year. He's at least he and and likely and he'll do a super bowl so first off that's a great thing he's like mid 30s he has a podcast company uh people seem to like him we'll see pressure is totally off him if he's the number one guy there's no brady it's all about is olsen good enough do they do this do they do that now he's kind of could become the people's champ um he does well maybe he does well let's just say he's good let's say he's really good he does well then they're bringing tom good here's the problem here's the problem Greg Olson's going to have. It's just a numbers game. There's nowhere for him to go for a long time because of the insanity of what's taken place the last six months. Every booth now, every number one booth is set up. I mean, maybe Collinsworth, I guess Collinsworth would be the oldest out of all of yep. the analysts. So maybe that can that's be. NBC, the so that's avenue. one. That's right. one. But Troy's stacked. not going. Do you think Brady? I mean, look, if I had to give Jimmy Train an over under and he retires after this year, you, you have um, Brady doing. Three years or less. Oh, no, he'll do. I think he'll do more than three years. You think he'll do more than three years? Okay. Yeah, well, definitely. But let's just say Brady and, Ro- and Roma and Troy aren't going anywhere, and Herb Street's not going to go anywhere on Amazon. So I, Greg Olson's just has nothing to do with Greg Olson. He's just blocked by a numbers game, I think. At this I guess point. things happen, though. Like, I, you know, I maybe, maybe, but like, yeah, these jobs don't open that often yeah. and they, they are sold. But mm-hmm. if he does well 
he he's 36 years old. Like if I'm him, I get my ego out of the way. Maybe they give me a little more money and I say, you know what? This happened. This, this could have happened. It would have been great, but instead I'll get another year, uh, work with probably Joe Davis and, um, I'll get even better. I'm not when he's, if he moves back to number two and Brady comes in, excuse me, I'll work with Burkhart. I'll be on the number one team. And just, if I were him, I just try to kick butt and then see where it goes. And, um, I think they brought Drew Brees in. That'd have been a little bit different, you know, cause that would have been a little bit blow to his ego. I was going to save that for later. The Drew Brees. Okay. All right, well, let's I'm save confused. it for later. But, um, the other thing I just wanted to say on this, one thing that no one has talked about, which you have to be a real inside media nerd like myself to care about is if it's already announced Burkhardt is Fox's number one play-by-play man. Let's go off of the assumption. Greg Olson is the number one analyst until Tom retires. They need a number two team, which is a very important booth because, okay, you're, you're in the NFC there. You're going to have two good games a week. A lot of the times, if you figure in, you know, Dallas is always a top draw. You got the New York market, Chicago market, the Rams. So you need a good second booth, which is what Burkhardt and Olsen were. Um, and we really haven't heard anything about that. Do we know what Fox will do for that? second? Because in some years, they, that second booth gets a playoff game as well. Yeah, next year, they would have a playoff game. So right. uh, I think Joe Davis and Adam Amin are the two candidates. I think it's Davis. Uh, more likely, but not definitely. Um, and then in terms of the analysts, they like Mark Sanchez a lot. Um, they have Jonathan Vilma as well. Uh, I think they probably at this point go in-house. Um, you know, could Drew Brees come over? Um, I don't see that now. I mean, I do think if the Brady thing didn't happen, Brees was on the on-deck circle, um, you know, as being in play that they, they might have um, – tried to get Breeze and, you know, we can talk Breeze and like everyone, I mean, there's a case you could talk yourself into Drew Breeze. I would have gone Greg Olson over Drew Breeze. Like if it came down to that, I, listen, they'll never do this. And I probably shouldn't push for anything. Cause I've gotten what I've wanted lately. Harlan's going to call the Western conference finals for TNT. We got Tom at Fox, which I said, but, but it, they should make Gus the number two guy there and get him off college football. But that's just my own personal thing. They're never going to take him off college football, but, that's what I would do if I was them. Um, it, this is what I don't understand about the Drew Brees thing. What I don't understand is why he'd be a hot commodity after he gave an awful performance in his one opportunity to call a big game. Okay. Well, here's the That's, case. Here's the case for Drew Brees. Okay. Right. Number one, I think if you watch the Notre Dame games, I they don't, don't was, count. Oh, okay. That's not, this is the NFL. Don't it, Notre Dame is what not do you mean? the NFL. Him being an analyst on these games. Yeah, but the pressure, the response from fans, what you need to know, how important it is. It's a okay. whole different so, ball. Game. Sorry, you so Drew Brees has compare. one bad game. Is one bad game. Well, that I, and again, I've said this before. That was NBC's fault. They had no business giving him a playoff game and giving him that spotlight for his first big assignment. Notre Dame football doesn't count. Nobody cares. NFL playoff game. And he put that performance. I, I disagree. Like he's true. We're, we're going to put Tom Brady in a booth. Um, we put Tony Romo Again, in a booth. He's Tom Brady. Hey, Drew Brees knows. I mean, he knows football. Like what, and what, Tony Romo, you know, people forget, Tony Romo's first game was a regional one o'clock Titans Raiders game on yes. CBS and throw him into the deep end. Like they did. Yeah, with I said, well, all right. So whatever. I let, we will all agree that Brees had a bad game. We, right. we know that. Right? right. But like, if you're, this is how you could talk yourself into Drew Brees. If Drew Brees had never, um, did a game and was coming out now, he'd probably be offered be offered ten to fifteen million dollars a year to be a number one analyst.
insane. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, and maybe more. Like when you think about Amazon um, and where they're going to go for McVeigh, and so, so the case for Drew Brees is that um, he has some experience. He comes in there with you know six, seven, eight games, whatever he did last year, and he's Drew Brees. Now you and I might be focused on that he had a bad playoff game, right? But do you think the average fan really remembers or cares if he has a game? So if you were Fox deciding this, you have to look at all the other games and say, was, and you say the Notre Dame games don't count. You're wrong about that. I mean, they, they count. You got to see what he did. Not and, and, I, and he was only okay. He wasn't great. He was only okay. But do you yeah. think that you can work with him, make him better? Well, um, that's what's obviously there is that's what obviously these, but he's Drew. Think. He is Drew Brees and they want, they like big names. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they wanted a big name and, you know, we're all trying to figure out, trust me, and I had a million the- phone calls. Who are they trying to get? It's not Olsen. Who are they trying to get? And Tom Brady came off the radar for, you know, the people that I speak with because um, he went back to playing. So you're like, you know, okay, it's not gonna be Tom Brady. He's not, a, he's not available. And so, and he isn't, I mean, he's not, it's, it's still not really going to be Tom Brady this year. It's going to be in the future. Um, but Drew Brees, was is probably the biggest name available. Phil Rivers doesn't want to do it. I, they love Phil Rivers, uh, Fox. They would have gone for him, but he has no interest in doing it. Um, you know, for some reason, Kurt Warner doesn't get any play for these jobs. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think who else. There was somebody else. Oh, Sean Payton. I mean, he was. They never considered him for uh, games. Yeah, really. I guess. I guess. It, the, I, I. I guess I don't have that. Like, I don't get all hot and bothered by the name of Drew Brees. Like, I guess everyone else does, and I guess that's the factor there. So. Yeah, me, me, I, like, I, 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 I would have gone, him. like I said, I would have gone Olsen over Brees. Like if it come down to it, I think you have to for look the number over, one job, for the number one job. Right. I'm saying for the number two do- job, get creative and put Gus and Akeem Tlaib there, but they'll, they would never do that. I'd yeah. rather listen to Akeem Tlaib than Drew Brees, but I know that's not going to happen. I'm just saying my own personal, right. if I was in charge of Fox, um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've said to people, I may have even said it to you. I don't know, but I've said it to people in the business over the last few weeks, like, you know, it's time to get a little bit creative with the podcast now that all of the NFL broadcaster madness is over because we were writing that for so long. I had Joe on Troy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, it was time NBA playoffs to here get into that. And, and then we got this gift on Tuesday. We could milk it a little more. But is this over? I mean, I guess it's not over because Fox still has some decisions to make with. Uh, I mean, the booth stuff that, that will be yeah the Fox decisions, but. I don't want to jinx myself. I don't think, um, I don't know if we're going to get like a bomb, right? Like yeah. I would think it's going to be Greg Olson as the analyst. I think Joe Davis, um, his analyst could be interesting, but I, you know, maybe they'll be creative. That's yeah. possible, but I'm not positive. They'll be create. you know, not, I shouldn't say, you know, obviously any of these guys that they uh, were to promote um, would be interesting, but I'm not sure it's going to be like, Oh wow! Let's let's see what that is. I think it would right. be more of. Um, uh, it, I could be wrong, but it could be more of like what we are kind of expecting. Somebody gets promoted, and in the end, it worked out for everyone. ESPN has Buck and Aikman, which is a great booth, and they have their Manning cast. And Amazon ended up with Alan Herbstreet, which I think they'll be very good. CBS was never really involved in any of this this year because they locked up Romo and caused this. And then um, NBC has Trico and Collinsworth, which will be a good booth. And uh, and now Fox has Brady. So now. The most important thing of all of this, if I may just take a moment, just for a moment, yep. um, 
Shelby, can we play a clip from January from the SI Media podcast for one moment? Because this really is the most important aspect. Here, week one, 425. I can already see the look on your face. Let's I don't say, like what's let, about to come out of your Let's say mouth. you're in SoFi at 425 week one. You get on camera. Welcome to SoFi for the Rams and Seahawks. I'm Joe Buck, and he's the Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I, I, if Tom Brady is standing there, I, there's zero chance Tom Brady is standing anywhere near me. I don't even think I've ever been in his pre maybe three times in my life, but that ain't happening. I think Joe owes me an apology. Your thoughts? Well, no, I mean, there's a technicality there. He's technicality. Not you're over two. Actually, Joe Buck's not going to be there. Right. Nor is Tom Brady. Right. Sorry to burst your bubble. You did the right. whole Francesa thing, and then I just had to burst your bubble. A little well, bit. listen, you could burst it all. I'm taking it as a win. No, it's a win. It's a okay. win, but okay. it's not a full win. I'll give you that. But it's a it's a pretty decent win, I think. And I, and I also wrote in the column, but we can't play that, that Fox and Brady made total sense. I had said many times. Well, what, what makes it is Joe Buck saying 0%. That's what makes it. Because he said 0%, right. and then you've got to have your prediction being pretty right. Because yeah. at that point, let me ask you this, though. Do you remember, yeah. was Brady unretired, or he was retired at that, that point? That was in late January. So, no, he was retired. He was retired. Yeah. 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 Even That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good, because maybe if he doesn't, well, I, doesn't once he retired, retired, Once he retired, a fake retired, I said all along, someone better hire him and put him in a booth, and I would get just complete vitriol on Twitter about it. he's never he doesn't want to do it. Why would he do it? He's never going to do it. And I don't want to get into a whole thing about, you know, clearly being at home with his family was not for him. So um, all you had to do is. And here's the thing, Tom Brady, this is why I think he'll be good. And this is why I thought he would do this all along. His whole life is football that his entire I mean, he's out here. I mean, once he got let out of the cage of New England, he's doing he's doing the man in the arena. He's doing Sirius XM every week. So clearly, like if you were paying attention, he was clearly getting involved in media. His whole entire life is football. So this to me made sense from day one. And I was always surprised there was so much resistance when I would throw it out there. Yeah, like I would be shocked. Like, you know, we talked about the other thing. You know, Tubi is Fox's streaming service and it has commercials and it's not you don't have to pay for it. Right. And they could try to use him. I think he likes to do stuff, you know, sports related uh, for kids. Um, and I also as just like to be even when I said it, when I can see you here, I know we're on a podcast here. So a lot of people are just listening. You're, you're we're like, what? what? You know? And yeah, that's the, the, the look you kind of gave me. Um, and Tubi's not as known as possible. So could Tom right. Brady bring awareness to Tubi? I mean, he's a pretty good person to bring awareness yeah. to it. If, if they were to use him that way, again, that's just speculation. But like, I could see that. That kind of makes some sense. And the gambling space, of course, also makes sense in right. terms of using him on the Fox gambling platforms that they've. I'd, I'd like to see Tom maybe, you know, once or twice a year do Friday Night Smackdown with McAfee. Is he a wrestling Fox. guy? Who knows? He doesn't have to be. Get in there and mix it up. All he's got to right. do is, you know, talk about what he sees, you know, in front of him. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I was not, I, I mean, I was surprised they'd announce his deal while he's still playing, but Tom Brady broadcaster does not surprise me think about that people would say like why would he want to do it or this why the fuck is he doing a serious xm radio show every monday during the season yeah like that's a good point there are clues out there 
Yeah, there are clues yeah. out there when you when you already. That's the most bizarre thing of all. Like the guy plays on Sunday and on Mondays on Sirius with Jim Gray. Like for well, he doesn't need that. No, exactly. Like I don't know what they pay him, but like I can't right. imagine it can be like so much money. Like yeah. how much could they pay him for that? Right. Half a mil, like me. Sirius is not coughing up three hundred. <laughs> I don't think like a maybe like it's a million right. bucks. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm totally speculating. Please, nobody say, "Oh, it's a million dollars." I'm not saying that. I have no idea what they actually pay him, but right. like, what could they make? Again, it's not that it's like heavy lifting. I'm sure yeah. the the studio's in his house and he doesn't have to go anywhere and whatever. But um, yeah, it's a very good point. And he has his what's it called? Um, TB12. No, what's the production company? It's 199. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 199 Productions. I mean, it's in plain sight. I mean, I do think there's a feeling, and I I was guilty of this, is that, you know, he wouldn't want to go to the booth. And my other feeling was this, was that it would be there for Tom Brady whenever he wanted. And um, you mentioned, you know, he wanted to be home and stuff. So I like, again, I know I've been covering athletes for a long time. And, you know, they're going to say that. But I kind of took that like, all right, he he kind of wants to, which I actually think was sincere. I think this got to a point where, he had some interest. Fox then really at the highest levels really wanted him. And then those two worlds collided, which I kind of wrote my column about the other day. And it was like, at that point, the money kept getting higher and higher. And it's like, why wouldn't I do this? I've, I have not seen in my lifetime an athlete, an NFL player who has the NFL in his blood more than Brady. So to me, when he, once he does retire, so then what are the choices? Coaching, front office, broadcast. I never saw him. I never thought he'd want to do the other two. I thought it would be broadcast all the way. So yeah, I, the, the Miami the, thing is weird. Like, did he want yes, to yes, like that's I, like Dan Marino lasted a day. I mean, again, Tom Brady's dedicated and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but like, it's a different job. I mean, that job's yeah. an animal, right? It's not like, Hey, bring, put this on my desk and I make a decision. You've right. got to work like 20, you know, Derek Jeter, your guy, um, yeah. he worked at that, you know, Marlins job. That was a real job that Jeter did. And I give him credit for it. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe Jeter gets another shot someplace else running a team. Uh, but, you know, that's real work. And so you, I don't know if, you know, I don't, I don't like, I'm not begrudging any of these guys. Right. I don't know why they'd want to really do that. Um, I do think they want to be part of ownership. Uh, the, you know, the, the NFL teams are too expensive probably for them to buy. But I also think, and I mentioned this in the column the other day, that post playing career, these guys are the biggest men on campus for the world, right? Like, you know, you can be a big man on campus in high school. You can be a big man on campus in college for almost everybody. It ends at some point, Um, maybe not in their minds, but just in terms of uh, Hmm. your life for these guys, it never ends and they get to the top. So then they stop playing and there's no scoreboard. And to get to that level, of course, to be that elite, it means you're a winner, right? Even if you don't win championships, you know, you're Dan Marino, Charles Barkley, you're still one of the greats of ever. Right. Hmm. And so that's, so where's the scoreboard? The scoreboard ends up being, the bank account. And these guys, especially the greatest of all time, most of them, they want to be billionaires, right? That's right. where they want to be. They want ownership. They see where, what owners get to do. And that's sort of the goal post playing career and the elite of the elite, the ones we talk about with the word goat, with their names, you know, the Brady's, um, the Manning's, uh, LeBron's they've seen what Jordan's done. And what Jeter's kind of trying to do, which has tried to do, you know, they, they see what those people have done. And I think that's where the scoreboard ends up going. And now Tom Brady starts off before he even has his, throws his last pass. He's got $375 million coming to him over the next 10 years. Last thing on this. And then I just want to move on to a little potpourri of other topics. 
did you know this was coming? Had, did you hear rumblings with something you couldn't confirm and you heard? Or when Tuesday morning the announcement was made, were you taken aback? Yeah, I was surprised. Um, okay. Like I mentioned Brady, like I said, when he wasn't, um, when he was retired, I mentioned that Fox is talking, you know, going to, I might have said he, they did talk to him or they're going to talk to him. Um, but then I let it go as I was trying to figure out this riddle. And so right. when I woke up and I saw the earnings call, and Brady um, is going to Fox. I was not expecting that, right? Okay. You know, that was a double take. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it was just get to work for the next like 12 hours. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Let's do just a bunch of other quick topics for like the next 10 minutes, just because like I said, when I reached out Monday, I had a bunch of things I wanted to get into. And then obviously Brady blew that up. But you, there's been a lot of things out there. You've written it, I think, about um, Amazon with Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman. Is this all for like a traditional pregame show or are they looking for a Manning cast? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have both those type of they're definitely going to have the Manning cast alternative broadcast. Like who does okay, that? Okay. That I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's out of the question you could do both i mean they're i'm pretty certain their studio show is going to be on site every week so i guess you probably couldn't do a manning cast as well um you know the the, the thing about that platform um and even thursday nights like fox had a pregame show did you ever watch it really you might have turned it on for the last five minutes or did you go to it like you might i didn't know i never never yeah. went to was it, it like it was not go to so that's like the question when we move as we move maybe to streaming is 
does anybody really show do a pregame? Now they're going to have to do it because they're going to the NFL is going to want them to do it. And you got to even if you're Amazon, you're going to have to please the NFL. So you're going to have to do it. I think the gold for them would be the postgame show. Right. Like, okay. you know, inside the NBA, it's really the postgame show. That's the gold. And so that's to answer your question. Um, they will have many alternative feeds besides Allen Herb Street. But um, those guys, as far as I've heard thus far, I think it's more more Sean, maybe do some features um, and then beyond that studio show. And, you know, I think I think if I'm them, I got to do things differently. Right. Like, I think there's just some viral videos. It's just a different animal. You do. You have to do awareness. things differently. But you, like you said, you also have to keep the NFL happy. So you got to I think you got to do the mix of new and traditional. I think you do. But like, I don't know. Yeah, you 100 percent. 100 percent. I mean, look, they went very traditional in the booth. I mean, you could say Herb Street's right. a college guy, but but right. he's established broadcaster. Yeah. They went with Al. Um, and also you have to, let's just go back to Bray. You know, we can't leave Bray. Think about like, this is something I probably should find out and not give to, but Amazon, they must offer like $10 trillion to Tom Brady when he was retired. I are going to offer Sean McVay 20 plus million. Maybe they didn't know Tom wanted to do it. Maybe they weren't. Uh, I mean, they definitely not. They, they definitely. Because if the Fox thing, doing. if the Fox thing, what Oren said was Fox started negotiating with Brady back when, Troy said he was negotiating. I mean, that was months and months and months. No, ago. no, they were gonna they were going for Troy first. Brady yeah. wasn't retired. So Troy, right. Troy had wanted it, he would have been at Amazon and, and I think and Fox. He could have had that could have been done and this none of this would have happened. It would have been a shame. Okay. You know, if 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 you think if to, I'm gonna think out loud, tell me if I'm being dumb. If Troy doesn't do interviews and say he's talking to Amazon and he ends up staying with, you know, renego re-signing with yeah. Fox and staying there, Brady would have then probably ended up at ESPN if you think about it, because they're always they were always looking to get that booth straightened out. But we, yes, but then again, you don't know. Like I, ESPN obviously is willing to spend, right? right. They just spend a trillion dollars. But would they go thirty plus? Who knows? But the, that you would know better than me. What do you think? Yeah, I think at the end of the day they might have. They yeah. might have in a big deal with everything. But it's right. easier to go. Like once Romo goes for eighteen, it's easier for you to go to eighteen. It's harder when you keep setting the nether. Right. Yeah. But when you make these overall deals, like, look, I don't know Man- uh, Peyton Manning's deal, exact numbers, but I think he's in the 20s. Right. Just, you know, with the Omaha Productions and the Manning cast. And he's only mm-hmm. doing 10 games. Right. And so and you think about it, he, he just signed a four year deal. I think he's at. I mean, he's going to he he like these shorter deals sometimes are better. Right. And in a couple of years, w- what is Peyton Manning going to get if it's right. still going well? And that's where it comes into you also have. You know, Joe and Troy, it's, it will be interesting. So, like, this is never going away, man. Yeah. We won't let it. Um, and is Kay Adams going to host the Amazon pregame show? Do we uh, maybe. I mean, that's where she was looking to. Um, I'm not positive. That's going to definitely happen. Um, there definitely have talks, uh, but it's not a done deal when, as we speak, as, as far as I know. And what do we know anything about who's going to replace Kay on Good Morning Football? Don't I heard some names, but not prepared to put them out there. But uh, um, yeah, it's a big spot. I mean, you'd love that show, I know. Uh, but the whole NFL watches it. You look at the careers of what has um, happened for, um, you know, we'll see if like Kay Adams ends up at Amazon. That's a good spot. Um, she's going to probably stay somewhat with the NFL network as well. Um, Nate Burleson obviously has become um you know a mini stray hand and maybe it'll be a full stray hand by the time he's done right. um and then uh 
you know, Peter Schrager is a star, you know, of all his jobs. And I like Kyle, Kyle Brandt a lot as well with his energy. So, and the whole NFL watches it. So that's like a right. great place to be. Absolutely. Um, and it's, yeah. a, but, but a lot of, you know, Rachel Benetic, Benetic could have had that job. I don't think she's going to take it. Like she's on the West coast from, and I just don't think she wants to relocate. And it's an early show. I also heard Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they liked him. Um, Andrew Hawkins. I think both those two could have maybe had that Burleson seat, mm-hmm. um, but it just hasn't happened. I don't think it's going to. Yeah. Much. Rachel Benetta filled in a lot uh, recently. I thought she was great, but she would have been a good, good host. I think she had good chemistry with Kyle. Yeah. Maybe she mixes Schrager. in, you know, like they could yeah. do that, but I don't, from what I understand, she wants to be out West. Um, another topic I wanted to hit with you. F1 has become a big, big deal here. 2.6 million viewers for the Sunday is it called a race? I don't want to sit here and act like I know what I'm talking about. I, I assume it's called a race. Yeah, it's called a race. I, I, okay. yeah, I don't want to make sure. I mean, if you I'm say not that wrong, expert right. either. But. Like if you call a soccer match a game, people say like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. So I just want to like, okay, F1, F1 race. Um, I mean, that's a bigger number than <laughs> baseball, hockey. Like where are we going? Is this going to keep growing, you think? And our networks... This is going to be something networks keep wanting to want to get in on and and battle for. Yeah, I mean, look, their deal's up. I think uh, Orient told me it was like five million. They they're being paid right now, so that's going to go way up. Um, the issue with F one is that part of its appeal. You know, a lot of people say the Netflix series, which is very. I've watched some of it. It's very good, um, right. but I don't think that's the whole thing. Like, I you don't just have a Netflix series and like then it's very popular. I right. think the makeup of the sport no commercials is how espn runs it um it's fast there's a lot going on obviously the personalities have become um you know they've done a good job of presenting the different personalities of the drivers and the teams um but if you want a big fee you're gonna need to advertise right you're gonna need commercials you're gonna need to figure out so and does that lose the appeal of it if um if that's the case, right? If it's, um, so I'm not an F1 expert, um, either. Um, but yeah, it's, you can tell it's having a moment. It's kind of having that, like, I feel like soccer is obviously way bigger, especially worldwide and and even in our country, but like you get that on Twitter. I love soccer. So don't even start. No, no, I don't have no issues with soccer. What I have an issue with is that for 30 years, I've heard soccer is going to become the most popular sport in the country. And then it's just repeated every year, that mantra yeah, I, well, and it's, I, I think it's popular. Like, well, I you, think, do you want me to give you like, two cents on soccer there or no? No, I, I don't because I want to shift into something else. Go ahead. But we could tie soccer into this in terms of ratings as well. Like 2.6 for F1 is bigger than probably than anything soccer does here. Not World Cup. I know that yeah. but all the other stuff. It is amazing, too, in this in this day and age where, you know, ratings are lower for most sports, except the NFL. Like I said, 2.6 million for the F1, which is considered great. The NBA playoffs are getting three, four, five million on, on TNT, ESPN. Hockey's like, I don't know, 600,000, I saw for something. And here comes the Kentucky Derby. 16 million people still consume the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty amazing that that has been able to maintain a, 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 what is now considered a huge number in this day and age. Yes. And you think about the Kentucky Derby and you think about horse racing and where that's going. And I think I'm bullish on horse racing. Like, um, what did Fox get the Belmont? Um, One the of them, third, yeah. They got the third leg, the third leg. So if there's a triple right. crown, Fox got something that's going to be pretty golden, um, yeah. which I thought was smart. Um, yeah. And I think when you look at horse racing and you look at gambling in our country, 
I think it's in, you know, it's going to have a little bit of a renaissance, right? We're just, we're going to, there's more gambling involved. More people are going to gamble. It's legal. There's less, uh, I don't know if guilt's the word or less risk. You know, you're not using a bookie for some people, you know, some people probably still use a bookie. Um, But the, so I think that helps gambling. I mean, it helps uh, racing because of the gambling. And I mean, obviously they had a historic race. Yeah. Now I know, listen, I know nothing about the art of horse racing or calling a horse race. And I don't want to sit here and criticize someone doing their job when I don't know anything about it, but just as a layman who watched, I didn't watch it live when it was on Twitter. I watched it because obviously the gambler in me 80 to one, I want to see what happens. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't this guy call? Like he didn't call anything until the end. Like he never called the horses. Am I off on that take? Like, I think you are right. Okay. That guy on a Marcian Orient sports media podcast that got our call of the week. That doesn't uh, mean you guys call. can't be wrong just because you gave it the call of the week. I mean, you guys, no, we're not wrong. We're correct. Yeah. We're hundred percent. I mean, that, if that's the call of the week, we're in big trouble because the guy didn't call it until the la- the very last point. First off, that, um, <laughs> was it rich? Was it the horse's name? Strike rich or something? Or yeah, rich strike, strike, rich strike. I think rich strike, rich strike. He, for, the horse came in late. If you want to credit, if you want to nitpick, and like okay. the problem is when I do these rate, I first off gave it a five out of five on Twitter. If I gave it, a oh four, my god! If I gave, we... hold on a second. If I give it a four point nine six out of five, people go crazy, right? So it's like either got to go five out of five, even if you have a little nip. It should have been a two point four. Are you nuts? That he never a... called the guy, the horse coming okay, and so taking over. Your question, I, I look. I I'm not like horse racing isn't my thing. Me either. So I, 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 but, I but no, but this is but but I know enough about like okay. sports casting to, to be able to kind of think about it in my head quickly you realize how fast this is going so yes. you need so this That's is why going, I, yeah. so if you wanted to you could you could have gone to rich strike and people are like strike rich whatever strike rich yeah. um he could have been there i, I watched it like four times before i you know like he could have been there three seconds earlier that's okay that's my only point let's end it right there that's it you don't have to say another word that's but, you my know, only- but you have to understand his mouth can only Larry call his mouth can only go so fast and he has to say the first two. So the only criticism you could give it, it was three seconds. But then in that was my only point. Perfect. I'm not trying to criticize the guy. I'm sure he's an excellent he's broadcaster. Two point four. What? You said a two point four. I thought you I'm said. kidding. You, you you came out with a five out of five. I mean, get, let's not get crazy. That should and be reserved for Chris Russo thing. I know nothing about this subject. Here's my big opinion. Yeah, but you told me I was right. So that's what matters in the end. I know you're not fight, right. I'm just, I, you want to nitpick. Look, he was three seconds behind where yeah. he could have said it. I want to nitpick. That's what I do. I nitpick. It was a great call. Great call. The last second of it was, but I never the knew the horse was 15 seconds. Up. Oh my goodness. The inflection you knew, even if you don't know horse racing, design, this amazing just happened. Obviously right. the horse came from out of nowhere. You think he should be calling the horse is an eighth? Like, think about how fast it's going. You think he should be saying us who's an eighth? And I think at one point he needed to say, here comes Strike Rich at some point. It was just like, and Strike Rich wins it. Strike Rich like, did not come until like the last, I don't know, 100 okay. yards. I, I'm, I could listen. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm asking the question because I don't know. But to yeah, me, it seemed off. But that's even if even if I'm wrong, that's not a five out of five. You better be more careful with your clickers. Your clickers have a lot of weight. That's not a five out of five. Again, soft on the clickers. Yeah, seriously. The thing is, if I win, well, here's the problem with that. All right, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. If I go four point eight seven out of five, it's 
you know, it's a whole thing. And then you got to explain, well, where's the point one three off? And then the whole thing is about you like you can't social media. That doesn't even count. Right. It doesn't. I'll give like, you I that. can't. Because then you're spending that. the whole time. All these people being like, yeah, you're so hard. You're such a jerk. It's like, I don't need that either. It was I great. I, I rounded up. I, yeah. The rating probably is four point eight, seven out of five, which is tremendous rating. Right. Anybody should be thrilled. You put that on your resume. But I probably rounded up to five. So I didn't have to have people say, oh, you're nitpick you go gotcha. do it yada, yada. the last thing oh i'll go I'll, I'll combine these into two things i keep getting emails from espn and turner about big ratings increases for the nhl playoffs and then the viewership is like six hundred and fifty-four thousand. i i would assume that's not great and they're just giving me pr spin and then the other thing too is I know the USFL is getting like a million for some games and under a million for others, but I've never heard one person in my entire life mention the USL, USFL to me. So where are we with the NHL and the USFL right now? Well, the NHL is a digital deal. Really. The NHL will build, they'll build too as the rounds go on. Yeah, they'll build as the yeah. rounds go on. Yeah. I mean, this is the same thing that kind of happens to baseball. I mean, obviously hockey is not baseball as a TV sport, but it's a regional sport. Right. If the Rangers are here um, and, you know, if they were to advance in the playoffs, the numbers in New York will be good. You know, New York's right. tough because it's a big, you know, a lot of big hard to get a big share because of, you know, so much diversity of things to watch and people and et cetera. But um, so it's not like the national rating to me for them is, is never going to be like amazing. And, and you know, you got so um and it's just, you know, maybe if you, it's like, it's one of those, things, it's just not there. Hockey's not there. Like as a I want sport. to point one thing out just yeah. to be fair too. I do think when they're sending me the ratings, it's the rating for a game that's on like TNT or ESPN, but there's, they're also shown locally. So yes, that takes point. a big, that does take a big chunk out. So I, yeah, I, I most people are going to watch MSG network yeah. when the Rangers are playing over ESPN. They're, they're right, right. used to And then the USFL. USFL. I mean, this is just a TV experiment. Um, and I think overall it's pretty much working. I mean, you watch it. There's like, if it's not the Birmingham stallions, all the games are in Birmingham. If it's not the Birmingham, all the games are in Birmingham. Yeah. Like every USFL game is in Birmingham. Yes. The New Jersey team plays in Birmingham. Yes. What are we doing? It's a TV show. They're creating a TV show and then they're going to make it a league. It keeps costs down. So wait. If there's two non-Alabama teams playing there in Birmingham, is anyone in the stadium? No, that, there's nobody there. Oh, my like, God. Literally, what are we, what are we it doing? looks like, I mean, it helps that we were in a pandemic and we got a little used to nobody being in there, but there's no fans. So, like, like honestly, some of the games, there's like 15 people there. <laughs> but but it's a TV show, right? First right, of all, right. Jimmy, you can put a wager down on it, number one. and that's you, like, can, you, look, you can in New York. You cannot in New York, just so you know. Why is that? I just know that on FanDuel, they don't offer it. But one of my friends texted me about it. And then I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter. The USFL cannot, you cannot bet on it in New York. All right. Well, legally, legally, legally. All right. Legally. Exactly. There you go. So, all right. Well, but, but this law I'm talking about is a long-term play for Fox, which owns an NBC, which is airing the games on and their cable networks uh, for both of them. Uh, it's a long-term play and they're just getting themselves on the you know, their feet under them. And I will say like, if I'm like the strategy I do like, I do think you need to crawl before you walk. Like I just think all these businesses and we see it in, like with VC and all these like uh, Silicon things, like where they just kind of get too big, like too quickly or try to be too big. And it's like, Oh, they were, you know, supposed to be worth, you know, half a billion dollars. Now they're worth nothing. Um, 
So, yeah, I think they're trying. Yeah, eventually you would think that the New York, New Jersey generals will be playing in New York or New Jersey. Uh, but that time is not now. But uh, it's a TV show and they're trying new things. And, um, you know, you can evaluate the broadcasters. You know, people have opinions. Jack Collinsworth doing some play by play. Um, Jason Garrett is an analyst. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, Fox has most of their, some, a lot of the regular people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a TV show and like they're trying to see where they can go, but they're getting a million people watching. Yeah, that's Pretty amazing. Good. That is amazing. All right. I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us some clarity on Tom Brady and Fox. What a, yeah, if anybody's what a, listening, if anybody's yeah. listening to it, if the second half of the podcast, I sound a little stronger because the first half I asked Jimmy for the game, the Yankees are playing as we're as we're doing this and i have it on but i have it like on an angle so i can just look his so screen I. is like t- totally to the right of his head and there are times i'm talking if you go back this is my excuse if i <laughs> stuttered he's like literally looking i asked him before if he's gonna watch the game but he i thought he'd like glance he's literally looking and just not paying attention i'm trying not to laugh and i'm like like pausing for a second there so what are you saying that you didn't give a great performance in the first half of the pod because I distracted you by watching the Yankee game? Is that the <laughs> summation of this tirade? Uh, it's a, a post game excuse making session. No, I think I still appreciate. I thought you were better in the first half than the second half when you gave five out of five to the call that came in late. But that's okay. Yeah, well, um, maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. But I mean, look, if you watch on YouTube and you see Jimmy, if you watch this whole show, God bless you on YouTube. Um, you see Jimmy. Yeah, I'm over. watching the Yankees. Not my no, it's good. I'm watching them too, but I'm yeah. doing it subtly. Yours was just like, right. boom, I'm just 10 seconds. Mine's like a glance. Okay. The ball went off the wall. It's a run. Check out the score a little bit later. TV's to the side here. Yours is like a full, I'm seeing the side of your head. Like, I don't even know if you're yeah. still in the, like listening at all. Next time I ask you to come on, I'll make sure there's no Yankee day game. <laughs> That's the deal we'll make. That's good. All right. New York post. And the Marshan and Oran podcast, check them out. Andrew Marshan, a regular here on the SI Media Podcast. Always appreciate him coming on and always a fun conversation when he comes on. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, joining me now for our weekly train of thought segment from WFAN Radio SNY TV in New York, Sal Licata. Sal, how are you? Pretty good. I can't complain, really. Met still rolling. Mets and Yanks, they're becoming a national story eventually. I mean, I know it's big here in New York, but yeah, both those two teams, two of the hotter teams in Major League Baseball. One thing I'll say about the Mets, which is has nothing to do really with the Mets. It's on a, on a larger point here that everyone listening can appreciate. You know, they had a crazy comeback last week, down 7-1 in the ninth against the Phillies, scored seven in the ninth and won 8-7. And to me, this just backs up, you know, there's this old school versus new school theory. And, you know, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants, caught a lot of shit recently because his team was up big and they were stealing bases and bunting for base hits. And, you know, mm-hmm. they broke some unwritten rule. Well, if the Mets would have tried, I mean, if the Phillies tried to stop scoring in that game and, you know, the Mets came back seven runs in the night. So to me, this whole thing where you're not supposed to try and you can't steal bases and you can't bunt, I've always thought it was nonsense. And I think that Met win sort of proves that. You're usually an old school guy, so where do you fall on that? Uh, I think it's ridiculous that people would complain about the team trying to score more runs. <laughs> I mean, right. come on. Makes no sense. Especially in today's game. It was different back then. Especially in today's game. How can you complain about what you deem right. a team running up the score, get them out. That, that, right. that to me is, it's just stupid. Yeah. Like if you're up eight, one in the fourth, you're not allowed to bun for a base hit. What kind of bullshit is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't get it. I could see how somebody would think it's Bush league. If like you have no hitter going and somebody bunts, but Hey, even that it's, it's part of the game. You don't like it. Right. Get the guy out. But I could see how that would rub people the wrong way. Stealing a base or trying to score more runs. I don't care how big a lead is. You got to play the game hard. If they can't stop you. That's on them. Right. Again, that. Anytime anyone gets questioned, they just have to pull out that Med Philly game. Um, another topic. The, I, I, I don't know why, you know, sometimes something happens and just hits you some way and you have sort of a visceral reaction to it. When I saw the video of Chris Paul yelling at the kid who was harassing his mother and wife, allegedly, mm-hmm. it got me incensed because... You just saw that you, you just knew from looking that that kid was doing whatever his, you know, Kenny Smith on Inside the NBA on Monday night said he spoke to Chris Paul's mother and supposedly the kid kept poking her every time. So the kid was a Mavericks fan. So the kid kept poking right. her every time Dallas did something good. And I guess was um, being sarcastic and saying happy Mother's Day to her every time. Dallas. Now, this is what I'm torn. So. This is what I'm torn about. The Mavericks came out and punished the, the, the little punk, and he's not allowed to go to games until 2023, which to me 
doesn't seem like a sufficient enough punishment if he's poking someone's mother at the game. Right. Because I know you, if someone's poking your mother, you'd be in jail right now. Correct. Right. Now, I also don't, you know, should the guy be banned for life? I I mean, that seems a little. Well, well, let me ask you, why not? Yeah. Well, this is you're talking about going to a game like right. this. Is not you're not putting him in jail. You're just saying, hey, you're not allowed. Uh, I guarantee you, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, have banned people for a, a lot less than that. You can't do that. So he should be banned for life from going to a game. Well, the only thing I would say is this. I, I don't really listen. I would have a I'd be more acceptable if he was banned for life than he's just banned till 2023. I think that's well, how about absurd. 20 years, 20 right. years. something like Right. That. My thing is this. I, I, I am a believer in you've got to give people a chance to change. Like, do I think I mean, I, I have no way of knowing this, but in 20, 25 years, the kid maybe will grow up, learn his lesson and realize he shouldn't be poking people. So that's why I think banned for life maybe is a, a little much, but you've got to give him more than just, I mean, what are they going to have a couple of more games left this season? And then big deal. He can't go to a game until 2023. I mean, there's no punishment there. Don't touch anyone in the arena. Like what, what do you do? The punishment's got to be more severe than that. That's a, it's a weird punishment. Think of it this way. How would the Mavericks players feel if it happened to them? Right. Would they feel like that was a, a sufficient enough punishment? And you're right. Like he's a dumb idiot kid. Right. And we all make dumb mistakes. We all do dumb things. Now, some dumber than others. I can't imagine that that would ever be acceptable in my mind as many games I went to and as many times I've harassed fans verbally, you know, getting on a fan from wearing a jersey in the garden or, you know, booing fan, whatever, to poke where, you know, their mother, no less. Like, right. what are you doing? You're right. An older woman. You're, right. You're just an, an idiot of a kid right. that will eventually learn the lesson. But there is a price to pay, and it should be more severe than just a year. So maybe you don't have to go lifetime ban. That's fine. Five, ten years. It, it, it is a He needs to feel the punishment and learn from it and become a better person. It's not the worst thing you could do, but right. it's stupid. And if I were Chris Paul, you're right. I'd be irate. Irate. And, I'll, and, I, and, I'm, uh, and here's the other issue. And if anyone heard a weird noise, I dropped a water bottle while Sal was ranting. There's no punishments anymore. How about the fact that this maniac who attacked Chappelle on stage, they're giving him like a misdemeanor. And he had a knife on him. What do we, how is that not a felony? How is this person not in jail? It's, I don't understand what we're doing. People try to compare it to Will Smith. It's totally different because he had a knife on him. Right. Like There's a big difference between walking up on stage at the Oscars, right. slapping somebody, which whatever we want to get, I don't want to get into that, but this right. guy charged this is right. a random guy who charged Chappelle with a knife. Right. He, like Chris, like Chris Rock and Will Smith know each other. Right. And Will Smith's using the defense of, you know, he made fun of his wife who's sick. Blah, blah. What is this person's excuse? And then he doesn't even get in trouble. There's no punishment. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what the proper punishment is by the letter of the law, but it's got to be something more than what he got. I mean, that's right. ridiculous. Is somebody. Right. It, well, well, I mean, so what if he stabbed him? I mean, we don't know what the intent is or whatever, but either way, that that and he didn't see, like, I would have a zero tolerance policy with that crap. Zero right. tolerance. Right. He didn't poker once as a one time thing. Oh, he was doing it repeatedly. Like, so he's being a punk and he should not just be able to walk back in there next year. It's absurd. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, let's switch topics. Did you watch the winning time finale? No, I'm actually behind. I got to, uh, I started to watch, how many episodes are there? 10? 10. The last one that was this past Sunday. I have to watch nine. So I'm still behind two episodes. So no, I did not catch up on it. I love I the show though. It's out, yeah. out there. I love it, but I got I to gotta catch up. I won't give you any spoilers um, for the show, but it is funny because um, the ratings for the finale were excellent in fact i got them here if you bear with me for one second you're mm-hmm. not ready but they were up they were up 73 percent from the premiere episode and then they were up 31 percent for the finale from the season average i think my theory here is you know jerry west did yeah. one time a very big favor by suing and making a stink out of it because i think a lot of people were like oh let me go see what this show's all about you're, you're talking to one of them i had it on my list as all well. get to it once that started happening i was like I, this is like it moved to the top of my to-do list i gotta watch this and i right. love it yeah uh, it was uh i do feel like there was a big wave for it the last few weeks in terms of people talking about it and buzz so now there's I mean, another season coming after this yeah okay which I will be very, I will be way more into that season than this one because I think the natural progression is the next season should be all about Riley taking over, right. which we haven't seen yet. So that's right. what I'm, I'm interested in as an old school Nick fan. I'd like to see how Riley ended up taking the team over and, and how he got them to be the dominant team of 
of the 80s. Agreed. And I'll tell you one thing I think of when I'm watching this. Mm. I understand why Will, why Will Ferrell was pissed off. He missed, I mean, John C. Riley is yeah. tremendous. I can't imagine anybody being any better. But at right. the time, I'm thinking, oh, who gives a crap? But now you watch how big this thing has become. Now you can understand why Will Ferrell was pissed off that yeah. he didn't get that part. Yeah. I think him and Adam McKay may have, or I, no, I think Adam McKay admit he may have handled it poorly, but I don't know if they've patched up the relationship there. <laughs> now, and now um, the show's become yeah. popular. I'm sure it's going to be even more frustrating for Will Ferrell. Speaking of, uh, entertainment tv movies i know you are a huge 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 adam sandler fan i saw netflix release the trailer for his upcoming movie hustle which kenny smith is in and plays a big part in it and kenny talked about that on this podcast three weeks ago and i mean i'll admit it i kind of faked my way through that whole part because i wasn't really familiar with everything and then netflix the trailer came out on tuesday um basketball movie sandler plays a scout tries to get some player i guess in the nba are you are you like on top of this is this you're into this is this part of your world as a diehard sandler fan you'll love this literally on the walkover from my desk to record this podcast five minutes ago one of the guys at the at at his desk who's working on sny is a big sixers fan there's two sixers fans out there and he was playing the trailer of this movie that i had never heard of and i'm watching and i'm going what the hell is this oh yeah it's sandler (laughs) He's, he's playing a scout. I go, what? And now, like you said, you know I love Adam Sandler. Right. I mean, the movie looks atrocious. I want Sandler <laughs> to be back to making funny, stupid comedy movies. This does not look like that. There's all these Sixers, your current NBA players, Kenny Smith, as you said, is in it. It looks <sighs> it looks horrific. And I but did you like my Did you like Uncut, Uncut Gems? I did. Okay, so I maybe did. you get, you know, have an open mind with this. Maybe this will be... No, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Sandler is a, a scout. I mean, he, th- and that, plus that movie had Francesca in it. So, of course, I was going to check that one. Well, I'm going to wait. What movie had Francesca? Oh, I'm Uncut Gems. Gems. Right. Yeah. I- I'm going to put you on the spot and you can say no. Don't hesitate to say no. Think about if you want to do this. Do you want to tell people the story of when you met Sandler as a producer yeah. for Francesca's Super Bowl show? Yeah, it was one of the greatest and worst moments of my life at the same time. So me and Eddie Erickson are down at the Super Bowl on Radio Row producing for Mike. And we knew that I was like the assistant producer. Eddie was Do you remember what year this was just for people to have context? Uh, I would say it was what Super Bowl. Great question. Well, it was after dog left. I would say it was 2009. Let's say January, February of 2010. Okay, go ahead. So whatever that Super Bowl was, it was in Tampa. Uh, uh, no, not Tampa. It was in Miami. Okay. Anyway, and Sal, right Sal was row. producing for Mike Frances of WFAN, Afternoon yes. Drive in New York. Go ahead. Yes, early 2010, so it's 2009 season. And I, as a matter of fact, I think it was the Saints-Colts Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So we had booked, Eddie booked both Kevin James and Adam Sandler. And we knew it was coming during the day. We're both excited. And when they came over to the set, I had to go with Eddie and like make sure we brought them over. Now, Mike's in the middle of doing the show and he's got whoever, whatever, you know, guest is pitching some crap that he's gone on at the time. Some athlete, some former athlete, whatever it is. And Eddie and I had left his side to go get Sandler and Kevin James. And now I'm not going to lie. We were giddy i mean i'm sandman i love adam sandler kevin james whatever but like and eddie was all into kevin james so kevin james and, sandler, and we're like oh can we get a picture 
So Mike is doing his show and must have noticed Eddie and I not there and saw us posing for pictures and all excited, you know, taking pictures with Sandler and Kevin James. And I forget how exactly or when exactly it happened, but when he went to break, he let us know that he was not thrilled with the way that we were acting like school children, so giddy and excited. To, and matter of fact, I think he brought it on the air. It's like, oh my gosh, Sal and Eddie, geez, you think they never met somebody before? It was like, he was, so he, he knew it. Really- yeah. yeah. He chastised us for getting yeah. excited. And I was like, instead of enjoying the moment, to be like, oh my God, we just took a picture with Sandler and, and James, which I still have. Um, we were like embarrassed and you know hurt that Mike ripped us for it. So he <laughs> so he humiliated you on the air in front of Sandler for fanboying out with Sandler. I believe so. It may not have been on the air, but it was definitely in front of Sandler and James. Yes. Now, you've told me this story <laughs> a few times over the years, but I have no recollection that it was with Kevin James, who you later bashed on your radio show and who called in to bash you for bashing him. What and an ironic twist. That was an incredible story. Right. Years later, yeah. I'm doing a show on the station of the Mets and just laying into Kevin James for not being a real Mets fan. He calls in. The producer's like, hey, Kevin James is on the line. I'm like, get the hell out of here. And meanwhile, you, it's him. And he goes on a two-minute rant, ripping me apart. And was like, you, that's why you're not on WFAN and hung up. Now you're on FAN. Did you Correct, say to him? So eat it, Kevin James. But wait, and did you won't you, be suck anyway. Did you say to him, I have a picture with you? No, I didn't. But I have it. I got to send you that. You should have brought that up to him. You should have said <laughs> we took a picture together. That would have been perfect. No, I actually do like I do like Kevin James a lot. I, I like his movies. And I love Sam. I love them both. But that memory, you're right. It was ruined yeah. because of Mike made, made us feel bad. <laughs> last thing I want to touch on with you. Last week, we discussed the NFL having three games on Christmas Day. You went nuts. You hate it. I love it. This week, ESPN announced week two. They're doing a Monday night football doubleheader for those listening who don't know. They're doing one ABC ESPN will do one double header this year. It's going to be in week two next year in 2023. They'll do three double headers and the games are going to start at seven 15 and eight 30. So they're going to overlap. They're not going to be one right after the other. Like when they do seven and 10 it's Titans bills at seven 15 Vikings Eagles at eight 30. Do you like this or does this piss you off too? Love it. I love oh, these. It's, we got okay, positive. Yeah, I love these. We're well, not messing okay. with holidays, which is a big thing. But also, I, I just feel like, look, Monday night, you already know you're getting into the one game. And I love the idea of having an earlier start and then a game right behind it. So, yeah, I'm all for the doubleheaders. I wish it was a regular thing. I Put it this way. I prefer the two on Monday than one on Monday, one on Thursday. I know that'll never change, right. but I like the two on Monday. All right, let's end this now on a high note because Sal likes it. I like it. I, I I wish they were spaced out a little more. I'd like seven and nine, maybe, or six I'm fine and nine. With that. But but uh, so I'll, I'll what, take what it. What time is it? It's seven and what? Seven fifteen and eight thirty, I believe. Yeah. Well, right. I, I wish it were more spaced out too. I'd rather yeah. have the the, yeah. the later. Why not just make it a true doubleheader starting at ten o'clock or something? Make it a West Coast game. My guess is. You know, it's interesting. I'm sure they have their reasons. I think maybe those later games, if they're not close, you know, you're talking midnight, 1 a.m. on the East Coast. I don't know what the rate the ratings may be not as good. And I I think this is also this is a way to they want to get more games on ABC. So that's what what's in. Yeah, I I do like it. I mean, I liked when we we, that was one of the things about COVID that, you know, when these games are getting scheduled, you have the midweek doubleheaders. So I'm all for the Monday night doubleheader. 
Yeah, I loved it when there was a game on like a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Um, all right, Sal. Appreciate all it. All right. Be well. Right. Glad we ended on a high note. <laughs> I will talk to you later. See you next week. All right. My thanks to Andrew Marshan and Sal Licata for joining me on this episode of the SI Media Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and review on Apple. That helps tremendously. If you missed any recent episodes, we've had some great conversations and interviews over recent weeks. Katie Nolan was on last week. Ryan Rossillo two weeks ago. Kenny Smith three weeks ago. Check those out in the archives and subscribe. All right. That wraps it up for this week's episode of the SI Media Podcast. We'll see you next week right here. Stay safe and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iheart